Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, 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 good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's 910 WTIC News Talk 1080. This is the Will Marotti Show. This is your host, Will Marotti. Matt Sorais, our master of ceremonies. Morgan Cunningham on the news. My crack researcher, LJ, floating about out there somewhere. And you, of course, our beloved audience. And I'm not saying that. I mean it. I'm not just saying it to say it. I mean it emphatically. I mean, we love you guys. Without you, there is no show. And so we hope that you'll call in this morning and help us, help us uh, debate, cons- I was going to say consort, <laughs> communicate, uh, just talk about the things that's going on, the thing going on in the world. There's always a lot going on in the world. Um, TIC, uh, Brian and company at, at uh, the uh, Yard Goat game last night, apparently um, throwing out first pitches is not their strength, not their strength. One player on the team. Uh, I'll remain nameless. Bob Cox. He was, <laughs> he was really good. And over on the other side of town, the Wolfpack, uh, a a unbelievably aggressive good night. A lot of fighting. Um, some of the hardest checks I've ever seen in hockey in my entire life. Un- unbelievably, though, the Wolfpack at, uh, at four three loss in, in the third period. They pulled the goalie and they ended up losing by two or three. I don't know. It was ugly uh, game again Friday night. If they win, they move on to the next round of playoffs. Hey, it's nine eleven. <laughs> Let's take a moment, gather our thoughts on this national day of prayer. Heavenly Father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we uh, come to you, God, with uh, great thanksgiving and um, great concern. And uh, apologies for allowing our country to drift the way that it has. 
And God, we're grateful for all the blessings you've poured out on us. We're grateful for your, your care, your attention, how you've made this. You, you, you took this country, rose it up out of humble beginnings to make it the greatest country in the history of the world, not just the most powerful militarily, but in terms of charity and goodness. Yes, many mistakes have been made. But overall, we've been the most charitable nation in the world because large, because of you, because of you blessing us. And um, Lord, we need your help. We, we are in, in dire straits here. Uh, we have a constant measure of people turning away from you. We have people calling things that, that we've always thought were wrong, good and evil, right? And, and it just, uh, we're a mess, Lord. We're a real mess and we need your help. And so we pray this morning, God, um, that you would <clears throat> help restore our country to something that resembles uh, a good nation, a right nation, a fair nation, a hardworking nation, an honest nation, a not divided but a united nation. And we ask you, God, to turn to us again and make your face shine down upon us because we know only then we'll be saved, which you write in the Psalms. Thank you for today. Thanks for all the audience. Thanks for, uh, again, just this opportunity to... to <laughs> what, a, what a great country. <laughs> we can pray on, on the radio. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful, God. Thank you. We give you uh, thanks and praise today. Help us, God. Help us turn back to you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, that's uh, that's my special national day of prayer. Prayer um, that was Psalm <clears throat> Psalm eighty verse nineteen. I read it this morning. I thought it'd be a good uh, a good way to open. Um, national day of prayer is observed annually the first Thursday of each May, uh, designated by Congress and and generally in in in. Um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? In in that in petition signed by usually signed by the president, uh, it'll 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 have the words uh, to turn to God in prayer and meditation. Uh, it, it's a it's a a, a multi denominational faith uh, day. Uh, people offer prayers for spiritual enrichment, nourishing a relationship, faith, all those kinds of things. And uh, some will attend church, synagogue, mosque, temples, uh, what have you. Um, and, um, has a long, the country has a long history of prayer, right? I mean, uh, it goes all the way back to the early foundation of the country, right? 1775 Continental Con uh, Congress proclaimed, uh, a day of, of public fasting and prayer, public accumulation, fasting and prayer. 1795, George Washington proclaimed a day of prayer and thanksgiving. 1798, John Adams declared this to be a, a day of, of solemn fasting and prayer. March 1863, Abraham Lincoln signed a congressional resolution. That's the word I was looking for, not petition, dummy, resolution. Resolution during the Civil War called for April 30th, 1863, to be a, a national day of prayer and fasting. Um, back in more recent in more recent history, 1950s, um, people were calling for the president to proclaim a national day of prayer, and it took a young, an, a young unknown leader named Billy Graham, who led a service on February 3rd, 1952. About 20,000 people at the Capitol steps. Later that year, Congress proclaimed a joint resolution for National Day of Prayer. Harry Truman 
also proclaimed National Day of Prayer. Now, originally observed to be observed on July 4th, 1952. But uh, in 1988, uh, again, through a joint session of Congress, Ronald Reagan signed it into uh, into official uh, happening that the, the National Day of Prayer would be held every May, the first Thursday of every May. And since that time, most presidents, almost all presidents since then, I think the exception of, um, let me think, Obama, uh, have signed a resolution declaring this to be a National Day of Prayer. And, and, and here in Connecticut, I'm so proud of folks in Connecticut, there's over 190 events already taking place, events taking place right now. All through the day, noontime, afternoon, evening, 190 events in Connecticut. And uh, you can go to nationaldayofprayer.org. It's all one word, no separations, no periods. Nationaldayofprayer.org. Click on events, and then uh, you just put in your zip code, and, and you can find something close to you. So I would encourage you to participate. All right, National Day of Prayer. This day in history. Let's see. <clears throat> Oh, my God, 1809, Mary Keyes becomes the first woman to receive a U.S. patent. She developed a method of weaving straw, silk, and thread together to make inexpensive work bonnets. In 2006, the National Inventors Hall of Fame inducted her for a contribution. Too bad she wasn't alive to see it. That's all I say, baby. You can't do something nice for me. Do it while I'm still alive. Don't wait until I kick off. I mean, you know, and, oh, you know, let's have this. No, 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 do it now. Do it now while I'm still around. Um, 1864, the Battle of the Wilderness begins. That's assuming that people would want to do something nice for me. That's a big jump. The Union Army, led by uh, U.S. Grant, invaded Virginia with the objective of wiping out Robert E. Lee's army in northern Virginia. Um, 30,000 casualties were, were suffered on both sides, and uh, nobody won. Grant withdrew. 19, 1868, the first Memorial Day is declared. General John Logan, commander of the Grand Army of the Republic, which is, was an organization of Civil War veterans. Imagine that, still having Civil War veterans around. I mean, I don't think that, you know, when I was a kid growing up, maybe you remember this if you're older, that we just always had, like, Memorial Day parades. Uh, and, and the Memorial Day parade was a big deal. All the schools got involved, you know. And, and actually, there'd be, I remember as a kid, I remember seeing, you know, there'd be a group. These are World War II veterans. And then there were some World War, Korean veterans. World War I veterans were still alive when I was a kid. I mean, just unbelievable, the stuff that we saw back then. Uh, May 5th is also, uh, in alignment with Memorial Day, May 5th is also Decoration Day. And it was day that they adopted to... Uh, 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 beautify cemeteries, and, and originally Civil War cemeteries, planting wreaths, flowers, so on and so forth. Uh, let's see, 1877, a Sitting Bull, the, 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 the Lakota Sioux uh, chief, Sitting Bull, escapes to Canada. Uh, 1904, Cy Young pitches the first perfect game in modern-day baseball, faced 27 batters, not a single batter made it on, on base. Yikes. Perfect game is no hits, no walks. Is that true, Matt? I think that perfect game. I mean, you can't you can't mess up at all. You can throw balls, but if you can't even walk anybody to get a perfect game, that's pretty awesome. 1945. Now listen to this. Listen to this. All right. 1945, a balloon that was launched from Japan flew across the ocean, took several months, and landed in Oregon. And guess what? It was a bomb. It killed a pregnant woman and five children. 
That was in 1945. 1945, they had balloons coming to the United States to, to, to do destruction and damage. Oh, but we got them coming from China. Uh, no big deal. No big deal. Just let them fly over. It's okay. 1973, Secretariat wins the Kentucky Derby. I've got a Kentucky Derby story for you. It's hard to believe this. Oh, by the way, your call is 860-522-9842. This is unbelievable. I, I, don't, I don't ever remember this happening. Kentucky Derby is this month. And um, in preparation of the Kentucky Derby, four horses die at Churchill Downs in the days leading up to the Derby. Four horses died after running in Churchill Downs on Thursday as the famed track prepares to host the Kentucky Derby on Saturday. Louisville Courier-Journal reported Wednesday that three of the horses died in two days of spring training. Parents' pride, one horse, collapsed and died after racing on Saturday. Chasing Artie, he wasn't Chasing Artie, that's the name of the horse, Chasing Artie, died under circum- similar circumstances on Tuesday. So you have these, these thoroughbred trained racing horses dropping dead. Both horses were owned by Ken Ramsey, trained by Safi Joseph Jr., and ridden by Louise Sayaz. Um, Mark Partridge, who manages Ramsey Farms, confirmed the deaths to the journal Courier. Churchill Down has seen multiple deaths in recent days, and the cause of two of them remain unknown. Take charge, Brianna. That's not the bossy girl Brianna you know. Take charge, Brianna, was euthanized Saturday after sustaining a catastrophic injury during competition. You know, and if, you, if, you, if you're into horses, if you have horses or you race horses, here's a question you can answer, and I'd love for you to call in at 860-522-9842. Why so many times if a horse breaks their leg, they have to, they have to put it down, euthanize it? Why can't they just put a cast on the or splint on the thing and keep it in a pen for a couple? I, I don't understand that. So often the, the horse breaks its leg, and the next step is they kill it. I don't get it. Um, a fourth horse, wild on ice, was euthanized Thursday after breaking his hind leg during training. Ken jockey, uh, jockey Ken Tohill pulled up while he was galloping, pulled him up while he was galloping on the backstretch. He was preparing for the Kentucky Der- Derby. His owner is Frank Supter. Churchill Downs released a statement addressing these deaths. While a series of events like this is highly unusual, it's completely unacceptable. You think? These horses are worth tons of money. These horses are like race cars. I mean, these some in cases, these horses are worth millions of dollars. The statement continued. We take this very seriously and acknowledge that uh, these troubling incidents are alarming and must be addressed, especially for the two horses. The, the autopsies are what do they call my horses? Uh, apparently, autopsies aren't done yet, so they don't know exactly why the two horses just... These trained thoroughbred racing horses just dropped dead. Parents' pride and uh, chasing Artie. After they ran, they just collapsed. I mean, good grief. Um, the trainer, Mr. Joseph, is is a renowned trainer. His horses have had 174 wins and have garnered more than $10 million in prize money. He trains Lord Miles, who slated to go from the 19th gate in Saturday's Kentucky Derby. He told USA Today he plans to race other horses this weekend. Plans to race other horses this weekend are in jeopardy as the cause of death of parents' pride and chasing Artie remain unclear. We don't know. Something went wrong, he said. We don't know. 
They're going to start. They're looking at feed, grain, everything they're possibly doing. Um, now, this is interesting. Racing horses since this is insane. Since 2009 to 2021, there's been over 7,200 horses died from racing. Oh, my gosh. I never realized that. That's I, I, In my mind, that sounds extreme. What do you think? 860-522-9842. I don't know anything about horse racing. I like watching it. I only watch the big ones. I watch Kentucky Derby, Preakness, Belmont. Belmont, Preakness, whatever order it is. I, I know way more about race cars than about race horses. I know they're both expensive. Um, I think you get more more mileage out of a horse than you get out of a race car, but that's a whole other issue. Um, so so horses, do you know, anybody know anything about horses? Why, when their leg is broken, do they have to be, uh, do they? Or, or is it a choice that the owner trainer makes to put them down? Or is that something that has to happen for cause some reason they can't they can't fix their leg? I, 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 it, never made, it never made sense to me why that happens. All right, first call. Oh, you know what? Yeah, let's take a call. And we're just, I've, I've been yakking too much. Uh, first call of the day <clears throat> brought to you, excuse me, by Eagle Rivet, the roofing partner you can trust. Let's go to Cheshire and Rick. Rick, welcome to the show. Hey, but not the uh, not the reason for my call, but what I believe the reason for the uh, the horses being put down, I believe that their bone structure in their legs after the after the broken bone heals is not strong enough to support the weight, and they can't just amputate it like a cat or a dog. You see a three legged cat or dog, and they can kind of hop around and have a happy life. It's not that way with horses. I don't. And think you don't think you put ability. them in a, a sufficient of cast? Maybe you put them in a splint. Of... Yeah, someone someone could call and it, who knows more about it probably, yeah. but. I believe obviously they used to try it, but I, I believe the healing process of the and, and the bone structure and the legs, uh, they'll never regain the strength because of the massive weight. Well, they wait the so much, right? I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I can see that with a Clydesdale, right? You wouldn't be, you're not going to be putting a cast on a Clydesdale, you know, that's not going to work out. Yeah. But. All right. All right. So, why did you call? <laughs> well, I wanted to call and talk about the underrepresented, uh, underrepresented communities in our country and how the, the media says that they're so underrepresented. And all I care about right now really is winning elections. So I think we're going to need a couple of election cycles of presidents on the Republican side to, to, to fix the mess that we're in. Yeah. And you hear people talk about if, you know, if the Republicans can win 20% of the black vote, then we'll never have to, you know, really worry about losing elections anymore. Yeah. yeah. And, and with the term underrepresented, underrepresented, I'm just trying to figure out what they mean. If you're saying that you're underrepresented with social programs per capita, that's completely untrue in the African American community in, in the cities. Uh, as far as money get, that gets put into in, into school systems, certainly not underrepresented. Certainly not underrepresented in the media because there's such media bias. Yeah. So I just wish that we would figure a way to talk to somebody, to talk to the African American community as a Republican, say, listen, the only thing that it's really underrepresented in your community is the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth, why your communities are suffering, and I want your communities to do better, but you keep repeatedly following the path of destruction yeah. in your cities and within your culture as well. Yeah. You mm -hmm. follow the lead of, of people within your culture that are, are sending you in these directions that are not good for your community. Yeah. So as far as underrepresented, the thing that's underrepresented is in those communities is the truth. <laughs> And it's frustrating. It's yeah. so frustrating. So, and, you know, and, and like I said, I just want to win elections, and that's a really big target. And, and Trump did a really good job of gaining a lot, a lot of ground in the African-American community, and hopefully he will again. Yeah. But yeah. I, just, I just wish there'd be a lot more truth-tellers. Well, you know, um, 
honestly, I think nowadays, to your point, I think that that phrase "underrepresented" that's not that's that's not even true anymore. It's upside uh, down. There's it's no one. That's, there's They're no one that's unrepresented at this point. The only people that are unrepresented are hardworking, law-abiding, voting <laughs> citizens. Those yeah. are the only people that. Are, I feel under, so yeah. so. I feel. You know, that, but but here's the thing, and, and on, on the other side of that coin, and I've talked to Republicans about this before, gubernatorial candidates dating years back, uh, anyone that'll listen to me. The problem with Republicans is we try to do these drive-bys when it's election season. We'll go to Bridgeport, we'll go to Stanford, we'll get a bunch of black pastors together and, you know, oh, kumbaya and everything. No, it, you can't do it that way. It's like, it's like sponsorship. No. It takes years right. of relationship. So until Republicans figure out how to start getting a relationship with with blacks, with Hispanics, Latinos, and 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 making real legitimate inroads in into communities, mm-hmm. we're we're not going to win those communities over. It just it just doesn't happen. So, um, Rick, good good point, and uh, we'll find out more about the horses as as we can. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'll see you, bud. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, we're gonna take a break. Commercials, news. Come back. Uh, Jazz Shaw at ten thirty seven. Uh, but otherwise, we get open phone lines for the rest of the program. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is the Will Marathi Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. Welcome back. I can't tell you how much I love the month of May. The month of May has always been, since I was a little kid, the month of May has always been special because generally... Uh, years ago, on May 2nd, uh, or, or the first, I, what would be the first, I guess, Monday of May, um, years ago, um, they would open the the, uh, the the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for practice. And it was a month-long event, and you'd have anywhere from 50 to 80 cars that would try to, you know, practice, get tuned, and then qualify for a race that only starts 33 cars. And so... Um, Oh my gosh! I I I would wait for I I'd sign up for the Indy Star newspaper seasonally, and then I'd have to wait a few days for it to arrive, and then I'd catch up on what happened. Oh my gosh! I was I was possessed even as a kid. So I I love May. Now they don't do it that way anymore. Now May is only about two weeks of IndyCar racing. Uh, middle of the month is a Grand Prix race. Uh, they 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 have a road course, you know, like Lime Rock inside the two and a half mile oval. And so um, <laughs> it's only a couple of weeks now, but I, I, I do. I, I just can't help. My clock is set internally as a kid. 
so this time of year i'm really i'm really thinking about indiana and cars and racing and the indy 500 and so i mean and in fact a couple of weeks it looks like i'm going to be broadcasting remotely from indianapolis so i'm looking forward to that as well I'll give you the day and time. We have it 100% nailed down. 860-522-9842, the numbers. Do you know anything about horses? Rudy just sent me some information. I didn't realize about horses. I'd like to hear from you. If you have any uh, horse uh, horse information, we'd love to to hear about that. You know, uh, quietly, what's happened already here in Connecticut is they are easing back us into the gas tax. Remember during the uh, uh, prices were driven up. Of course, this started when Biden, be, you know, the whole thing, oh, the war in Ukraine caused gas prices to rise. Baloney. Baloney. Joe Biden caused gas prices to rise. It started the second day he was president when he declared war on fossil fuel by canceling the XL pipeline. Ever since then, prices have been rising. And then, and then they had a huge spike. Yes, they had a spike. In this, uh, uh, when the Ukraine invasion took place, also Biden's fault. So s- Connecticut, because we're sitting on so much old COVID money, two, three billion dollars of surplus, Connecticut. Oh, let, let's give the poor peasants a break, and we'll 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 temporarily pause the twenty-five cent per gallon gas tax. Well, May first, May first, twenty-five percent retail tax. On, on gas, it, it's been uh, it's been edging back in. Well, good luck. Hopefully, you you know you like you like Governor Lamont and what he does, and all the Democrats who run Hartford. You like all that. You like what they do. Uh, more layoff news, unfortunately. <clears throat> Unity Software is about to lay off six hundred uh, people. Unity is on the NASDAQ. NASDAQ, it founded in 2004. Um, does a lot with phones, consoles, different kinds of things, gaming. Went public in 2020. And um, 600 people, that's a lot of jobs. Now, I told you this was coming. This, this is the, 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 here's the two things going to do more to damage American labor than ever thought of. One is your your continued, I say progressives, your continued obsession with raising the minimum wage as though it were intended to be a living wage. It never was. And so as you cause companies to increase their labor costs, which now is insanely stupid because of COVID, and how you paid people to stay home more, they could earn more staying home than working, and now they come back and they want ridiculous money to start, and because there's so many few people in the labor force right now, so many talent, few talented people in the labor force, people are forced to pay ridiculous sums of money to, to, for jobs they, they always paid far less than for. But you're, you're, so you're, you're winning. You're winning, you people obsessed with raising the minimum wage. The other thing that's going to damage the labor market in America more than you can possibly imagine is artificial intelligence. AI is going to crush the labor market in America. And here's a story. This just hot off the press, Yahoo Business, Yahoo Finance. 
Yeah. Ooh, I didn't tell you. You can submit amens via social media. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. You can send me emails at wilmrady at yahoo.com. <laughs> I have too much fun doing this. Um, IBM. You heard of IBM, right? That company used to make computers. IBM um, is going to not hire. They were going to hire new, new jobs they were going to fill. They're going to fill 7,800 jobs. Now they're saying they're going to suspend hiring and they're going to examine the place of AI. They believe roughly 30% of what they call back-end jobs can be replaced over five years using AI. So between attrition and not hiring to fill vacancies now, IBM is going to replace 7,800 people with artificial intelligence. You, yep, this is what this is what you guys want. This is what you guys want. Just the way it is. All right, I had, I've got a, I think I got a horse person calling in here. I, I need to. Oh, I got a first time caller horse person and another horse person. So let's go to uh, Middletown, Joanne. Apparently, a first time caller. Welcome, Joanne. Hi, Pastor Will. How are you today? I am wonderful. Thank you. Uh, good. Um, the reason why they have um, so many deaths in horse racing yes. is because it's like big business, okay? It's like even race car race, you know, race car racing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's big business. And there's only a, a handful that I could think of right off the top of my head that are saved and they they set their legs and they use them for stud services and okay. all right put them out yeah right. put them out the stud i get that i mean yeah. is that it is there a physiological reason also yeah it has to do with their genetics mm-hmm. if the horse is you know is genetically um great mm-hmm. they'll that's another reason why they use it for stud services does it have anything um, but, to do with cardiovascular function? Um, no, no, no. Hmm. I don't think it really has anything to do with that. It's just the genetics of, of the horse itself and, uh, you know, that they are, you know, being that kind of breed, yeah. you know. Yeah, but I, mean, I, don't, I don't know that horses as a, I mean, I guess a different breed, right? Arabian quarter horses, I guess, are bred to, to race, right? Where, um, well, no, you know, they're thoroughbreds. thoroughbreds. That's what kind of horse yeah. they are. They're not Arabians. They're, they're not Arabians. Mostly, no. See, this is this <laughs> a person who knows nothing about horses except what I watched on the Rifleman. And so... <laughs> <laughs> they're thoroughbreds. I have no know? idea what I'm talking about. All right. All right. We're going to continue building this volume of information on... And are you a first-time okay. caller, Joanne? Yes, I am. Well, it took and horses also, to get you on, but I, don't, I, I, don't let... I, go ahead. I usually, you know, write to you and say amen. So oh, okay. amen today. Okay. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> well, don't let this be your last call. We need to hear your voice more about than horses, I'm sure. Okay. Thanks, thank Pastor you. Will. Thank, thank you very much. All right. Another horse uh, Another horse call here on <laughs> from Avon. Sherry, welcome to the program. What can you share about Hi, horses? Pastor Will. Hi, Hi. Good morning. It's my, I'm a first-time caller as well. Oh, my God. It took horses. I'm going to do horse questions every day from now on for first time. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a regular listener. I love listening to you, and God bless you oh, for everything you you're so doing. Much. I really thank appreciate you. it. Thank, thank you, you for so calling. much. So what um, do you know about yeah, horses, I found, 
Well, I don't really know that much other than my love for them, but I immediately, once you posed the question, I yeah. started Googling, unfortunately, but um, came upon an article by Equus. Yes. Um, it's an equine um, story from 2020. Yes. yes. And it's their, um, the equine contribution to the new COVID-19 vaccine. And I guess in 2005, a vaccine was developed um, to protect horses from the West Nile virus. And it was, um, this vaccine was the world's first DNA vaccine approved for human or animal use. But it was the first step in the technology utilized to create the COVID-19 vaccine. And (laughs) we're going to blame it on horses. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's all the horses fault. That's (laughs) well, I don't know, I guess. I mean, I never heard of that before, but it makes sense. I mean, I know, I know, for instance, there's a lot of research with cancer in dogs because for some reason, cancer manifests itself in canines the way it does in humans. And, and genetically and, and cellular, cellularly, and they feel like if they can find a cure for cancer for dogs, they can easily translate to a cancer cure for humans. So, you know, I guess I guess we do a lot of work with research like that. You know, I, I'm surprised they that's how it started with the horse vaccination. But I guess well, it just it just um, sparked my curiosity with all of the yeah. athletes that have been, you know, passing away oh, from gosh, yeah. cardiovascular sure. issues. Sure. And I'm like, well, I wonder if that has something to do with the horses. So anyway, I just huh. immediately okay. Googled it and thought I would share the information. Well, I appreciate that. And you. please don't let this be your only call. We need to hear you more often other than horse vaccination. <laughs> okay. Thank you, right. Pastor Will. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry. All right, uh, we're going to take a real quick break, Rudy. Can you hang on just a minute? Two commercials, two minutes. We'll be right back. 860-522-9842. We have open phone lines from now until 1030, and then Jazz Shaw Weekend at hotair.com. So stay with us. 221-7000. Back to the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back. 9.55. Let's go to our Southern Command. Rudy, Rudy, welcome to the show. Hey, Pastor Will. Um, I only play a veterinarian on the radio, just as a disclaimer. But um, when I lived in Philly before I was uh, baptized, I gambled a lot. And I also had a girlfriend that was a veterinarian for almost eight years. That's so an interesting combo. Race- <laughs> yeah. So I'm at the racetrack, and I got a 100-to-1 shot. Yeah. And uh, at Delaware Park in Wilmington, Delaware, yeah. which is about a half an hour outside of Philly. And um, I placed a $5 bet to win and a like $20 bet to show. Yeah. So it would have been huge. 20 yards from the finish line, yeah. my horse was up three quarters of a length of the horse. Yeah. And the horse behind him tripped him on his rear legs. <sighs> and they brought out this canvas, surrounded the horse. Guy came in there with a shotgun, put the, the horse down. I was sitting next to the owner's daughter. She was like a 50-year-old woman at the time. Oh. So between talking to my ex-girlfriend yeah. and this woman yeah. um, and my family in Chicago, there's two different people that have horses. Um, the horses use their hoofs yeah. as a pumping mechanism to get the, the blood back to their heart because they rely on their legs so much. So, so much blood goes 
all the way down to their hooves. I mean, that makes sense so, to me. You'd have to have a pretty strong heart without any other assistance just pumping by itself in the size of a horse to make it work. Well, if you notice a horse, next time you see a horse, you'll notice that they jockey around a little bit on their hooves. Yeah. They don't sit still, and they don't right, lay right. down to sleep. They don't so, lay down to sleep, um, do they? They stand, on, they stand up when they're sleeping. Hmm. And you could Google this. If you just Google... Um, um, why do horses have to stand on four legs? Yeah, it'll it'll come up somewhere yeah. that um, it, it's a pumping mechanism for the blood to return to the heart. But, but so basically, you... on th- go go ahead. I'm sorry. Good. Basically, on three legs, they would have heart problems. And the one woman is right um, that said that if the horse, like if you win the triple crown, yeah, and break your leg, they're yeah. going to try to keep you alive just for stunt services. Right. Right. Lord I mean, forbid you what do they do? A, I mean, what happens to all these horses, though? I mean, do they, I mean, are, are they, they not, like, treated it. like pets? No, they're treated like a piece of meat. They're, 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 they're like a race car. Like, you blow your race car up, you buy a new one, right? Yeah. Well, sometimes. And, well, you try to fix it if you can, bad, but sometimes you can't. Right. So that's how they treat these horses, and I'll tell you what. After I mean, I would have won thousands of dollars and lifetime. I'm I'm up on the casinos about three grand, wow, but I was sick to my stomach all the way home. I thought I was going to throw up. I thought it was disgusting. I've never spent a dime at a racetrack since twenty. It was twenty twelve or twenty thirteen, and this was a prelim for a Delaware championship that this horse was in, and it was a young horse. Yeah, it was a year before it's like prime. Yeah. And it just made me sick to my stomach that this thing was worthless unless it could win a race. It's a living, breathing, gent- they're smart animals and they're sweet animals mm-hmm. if they're treated right. And yeah. they just had to put this thing down. I mean, they could have fixed his leg and used him as a stud, but you don't know what his stock is. Mm-hmm. So it's an expensive investment. So to me, horse racing is a disgusting thing now. I didn't realize uh, I didn't realize there were so many horses that died um, in horse racing. So I, I was a little shocked when I when I found out from well, you know 2009 to 2021, you know, 72 horses died. You're a dog person. You're a yeah. dog person. Look at all the dog tracks that are closing down because of the abuse. Horse racing oh, yeah, isn't much yeah. different. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's hor- it, dog, it's dog horses. Horse. Can fight. Horses can fight back if you uh, physically abuse them. Greyhounds don't. Right. All right, Rudy, thank you for the input. I appreciate it. Have a great day. We're going to break for the news. We'll be right back. Stay with us. News, commercials, and open phone lines till 1030. Uh, We'll be right back. Thursday edition, Wilm Roddy Show. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 